Hey, Assembly family. Thank you so much for being a part of the Assembly through our podcast. Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else, we are so glad to have you as a part of the Assembly family. If this message from the Assembly blesses you, please take a moment, take a screenshot, share it to your social stories on Facebook and Instagram. Again, we are so excited to have you as a part of the Assembly family. We hope that this message from the Assembly blesses and encourages you. Isaiah 43, verses 1, 2, and 3. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. Thank you, Jesus. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. You will come in and out of your predicament with no major scarring. For I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. Father, this is your word. Your word is already blessed. As I stand as your feeble servant in this body that is diminishing daily, I ask God that you will use me as your vessel to touch every life that is hearing your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, O Savior, in Jesus' name. About a month and a half ago, I was, around the time that I normally get up for power-up prep, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, for me to get on the broadcast at 6, I'm normally up at 4, 4.15, bathing, showering, shaving, uh, praying in the spirit, just getting myself full to release. And just maybe at about 4 o'clock, about 15 minutes before I would normally be wakened by the alarm, I jumped just something woke me out of bed and I just, eyes wide open. And I knew it was God and he said to me, I will bless you in the flow. I will bless you in the flow. And it sounded good, but I did not quite understand what I will bless you in the flow. Well, what does that mean? And I kept, uh, just I woke up, got, did power up, went through my day, and one day passed, two days passed, uh, a week passed, and I still got this. I will bless you in the flow. Two weeks passed, and then uh, on a Saturday morning, a time when I try to sleep in as much as I can, about seven in the morning, I went into just a very deep, I would say, wasn't sleep because I'd slept all night, so it was probably more of a a vision or a uh, uh, something special from God. And I saw myself, I don't know if you've seen the movies or you've seen pictures or uh, National Geographic rollouts on the salmon run in Alaska. 
where the, 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 the river is rapidly running that way, and you can see the salmon jumping against the grain of the river, the flow of the river, trying to get to their spawning grounds. That's the, where I found myself standing in the middle of this stream. It was not that wide, maybe as wide as the sanctuary. But I was standing about calf deep in water and I couldn't see the bottom very clearly. So I knew that I was standing on a rock in the middle of this stream. All around me was tumultuous water flow. But this was not water like the salmon run. It was not just one flow of powerful water going in the opposite direction. It was coming so hard against the back of my legs as I stood in the stream that, that I could feel the water rising above the height, the natural height of the, of the stream, way up to my, uh, my buttocks. So it was coming, I could feel the pressure of the water. But then as I looked around me in the stream, I saw people. There were whirlpools, little tiny whirlpools all over. As I looked around in the stream, looked up, I could see that they were people in little tiny whirlpools, literally drowning around me. And I was standing on this rock. They're being sucked in by whirlpools all over the place. But what was significant was, first, no one was crying for help. It's the first thing that got me in that vision that I got. The second thing that got me was that I was standing there with a basket in my hand. And as I stood on the rock, partially covered with water, people drowning but not crying out for help around me, I'm standing with this basket in my hand and fish are literally jumping in to my basket. I'm standing with a basket on a rock to prevent me from drowning and there are fish jumping into my basket while everyone else is drowning. And then it began to make sense what God had said to me two weeks prior. I will bless you in the flow. I scoured the scripture and God led me to Isaiah 43. And I looked at what God said here when he said, I'm the one who created you, Jacob. I'm the one who created you, Andrew. I'm the one who formed you. I called you by your name. Somebody needs this today. Because I've wrestled with it for a month. God, is this for me alone or is this for everyone else that can hear me? And he said, God's so funny. He said to me, what's the climate of the country around you? And then I said, yeah, people are drowning and they don't know they're drowning. They're dying and don't care that they're dying. They're losing their lives to the adversary's plan and ploy and they're not crying out for help. And as I 
kind of, that was the end of the dream, the vision. I'm standing there in the water. People are drowning in whirlpools, sucking them down all around me. They're not asking for help. They're just quietly dying and, and fighting for life. And I'm standing there with the force of the water running against me. And I'm on a rock with a basket and fish are just jumping in. I don't have to catch them. I don't have to hook them. I don't have to bait them. They're just jumping in. If you're like me, my mind is quite analytic. So I don't just get dreams and, 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 and create my own scenario or my own storyline. So once I got that, I kept saying, Lord, what, 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 what is this for? And at different nights, I would get a part of it and I would get out of, just jump out of sleep. I'd pick my phone up and I'd either speak a text to myself or if I'm up enough, I would literally get up and write. So I'm going to go from my phone and try to give you what God gave me because someone needs to hear this. I will bless you in the flow. As I saw this picture, I began to have questions. And my very first question was, how long do I stand here? Remember I told you I'm athletic. So I'm standing in the middle of this supposed blessing. But while in the middle of all of this, I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking about how long do I have to stand in this spot and just catch these fish? I immediately heard God say, wrong question. You're asking a question that doesn't belong to you. Why doesn't it belong to you? Because I, God, function outside of chronos, outside of time. And I placed you in time, in the position and the spot that you're in. You didn't put yourself there. Oh, you didn't walk there on your own. You didn't stop your own self from drowning like everyone else. I put you where you are. I made myself a rock for you to stand on. I give you a bucket when everyone else is dying of hunger and thirst. I am allowing fish. I'm speaking to fish. I'm not just giving you a way to keep what I give you, but I'm telling you that what you need, I told it to come into your basket. So when you ask, how long do you have to stand there, son? It's the wrong question because that means you're thinking about time and I control time. And then he said to me, why don't you just wait in the right way and just look up? Wait right and look up. Wait, just wait with the right attitude, with the right mindset, understanding it's me, it is I that have made this all around you and that I'm in control and just look up. And as he said that to me, before I drifted back into sleep, I remembered Psalms 121, verse that my father left with me. And I literally dozed off to sleep with tears in my eye. Memories of that saying on that Thursday before he went into the uh, hospital uh, and died on Friday night, he looks out the curtain with a stream of light coming through the curtain at the Lamplighter restaurant 
All the shades are down, but there's one little stream of light. And he looks up with a weak voice and he said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. Somebody, someone has been asking the wrong question. As God has brought you to a place of sturdiness, as God has brought you to a place of salvation, God has been maturing and helping you. Either you think he's moving too slow or you are moving too fast. But you've got questions. May I remind you today that the questions don't matter. It's the God of the question that matters. I will lift up my eyes. I'm looking for somebody who is going to take their eyes off of the timing and just realize that all you've got to do is, is just stand upright. Wait just right and look up. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? Or where does my help come from? My help comes from God who made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer. He will not allow my foot to be moved. And then I went back to the picture and realized that if it weren't for God, if it weren't for the fact that, that the rock I was standing on was him, that he wasn't just giving me a place to stand, but he had his hands around my ankle holding me in the spot so that the waves wouldn't push me off. Whoo! Somebody needs to know today. You need to know today that you're not just standing on the rock who is Christ Jesus, but he's holding your feet so you, go, you don't get pushed off. Ooh, hallelujah, glory be to God. Well, I need somebody to just say, thank you, Lord, for holding my feet. We thank him all the time for the rock. We thank him all the time for being the rock. But how many of you understand that if he does not hold your foot? A big wave will come. Somebody died. I was thinking of my friend Chip we haven't seen in several Sundays because his wife's family are still mourning that one morning they were all talking as a family and, and interacting and then by that afternoon both of her sisters in the same vehicle were in collision with the semi-truck and they're gone. What do you do when life changes overnight when you feel that everything around you is going to pot, look up. You gotta have a place where you understand. You've gotta have, you have gotta have somebody speaking in your ear that reminds you that you are on the solid rock. Quite often, God has placed you in a place of solidness, but when you are worried about what is going People are drowning around you. Things are going crazy. You tend to forget that you are in a place of safety. Amen. And so I need to look up. I need to look up. Yes. He will not allow my foot to be moved. He that keeps me will never slumber nor sleep. Behold, he who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night. I, I am going to continue looking up because there's nothing around me that encourages me. Only God. Only the goodness of God. And so he's reminding me again, 
I'm going to bless you in the flow. I'm going to bless you in the flow. I'm going to bless you in the flow. And then I go to bed and a couple of mornings later, he says to me, Psalms 27 and 1. Psalms 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I be afraid? I paraphrase it and I said, the Lord is the light, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Why am I worried or afraid? If you are listening to me this morning, you, you, are, you are in the right place at the right time, standing on the right spot. Maybe all you need to do is take off your shoes. Because where God has you is holy ground. Maybe all you need to do right now is take off your shoes. Take off the thing that's worried you. Take off the stuff that's, that's stressing you. Take off what people are saying. Take off what you see around you. Take off all of the things that are distracting you from looking up. And just welcome the glory of God by saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you help me? Tell, tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your help. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes that's all he wants you to do is just tell him thank you because he has done everything. He put you on the rock. and He said to me, I put you on the rock, son. I stopped the water from running over you. I've given you a basket. And that is not just for play. It's so that whatever I bless you with, you don't lose. Does somebody need a new basket from God? Is there somebody listening to me that you can identify God's blessing in your life over the years, but for some reason you can't give a good account of them because they have passed right through your basket? This is a good moment to go ahead and tell God, Lord, I, I need a new basket. Give me a new basket. Give me a new basket. Give me, you know what's your basket? Your basket is worship. Your basket is worship. Your basket is praise. Is there anybody that has lost their praise on a consistent basis? You have lost your praise that you can praise God when things are really good. Oh, my God, fish are coming in. But then you look into your basket and you don't see much of what you want to see. And your praise stops. Just because the fish hasn't come into the basket yet don't mean you throw away the basket. Why would you throw away the basket and still say you're in expectation? Why would you throw out the basket of worship and praise while saying to God, I'm believing you for a miracle. I'm believing you to make my needs just diminish. I'm believing you for healing. I'm believing you for this. I'm believing you for that. But you throw out the basket of worship. Do you understand this morning that your breakthrough will come into the basket of worship that you hold on to? I will bless you in the flow. 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 So I changed that and I started saying, God, bless me in the flow. Lord, I thank you for blessing me in the flow. I thank you for blessing me in the flow. Whatever is running around me, whatever is going on, people dying. But I will bless you in the flow. Couple mornings after that, he spoke to me again because I got more questions. I got more questions. My other question is, 
how, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help these dying people? I'm a pastor. I feel called. My heart is about, is about praying and, and, and reaching out and finding those who were. And you, it's your same call you have. You're a minister in your home. You're the, you're the pastor. It's your job. They have no other light but your light. God gave me a, just a very peculiar answer. And maybe someone else needs to hear this. Because as soon as I said to him, how can I help these dying people? Once again, you know what he said? Wrong answer, wrong question. I said, wrong question. Father, they're dying around me. They're, 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 they're the whirlpools. I feel bad. I'm being blessed while all this is happening around me. You know what he said to me? They see your miracle. They know what to do. Just like you see them drowning and not crying for help, they see you standing on a rock with a basket in your head. They see you catching fish, Frank. They see your blessing in your life. They see how God has protected you. They see you, Tony, God has kept you to a 60th birthday. They see you. Wrong question, son. Wrong question. They see you and they know what to do. So what do you mean by that? Then he said to me, Romans 10, 13. Because he's saying this stuff to me while I'm in bed and I get up and I got to look, go look and see. They see you. They see you. They know what to do. You will have people around you that know exactly what to do. And if you, we are at a point right now where most everyone you interact with has some form God has spoken to them in some way before you got there. And what I got to say is the same thing God told me. They see you and they see what I did for you. They know what to do. They know whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You remember what I showed you? They were all drowning around you. What did you hear? Nothing, son. Nothing. I said, yeah, they're all dying and nobody's calling for help. And he says, this is not your problem. Your heart needs to be filled with my love. But I don't want you going anywhere, stretching too far anywhere, and be pulled into anything that I don't direct you to. This is a season where if you are going in through and blessing, if you are going to hatch, if you are going to be dominant in your area, wherever God has placed you, you have to fine tune, I have to fine tune my, 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 my seeing, my vision, and I have to fine tune my discernment. Senses seven and eight. Because not everybody that's dying needs help. Not everybody that's sick wants to be healed. You got people around you that are dying and don't want to be saved. It's hard for me to say that. I, because I, 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 I can't, Miss Judy, I can't understand. I can't understand it. I'm praying. You got family members. 
that you're praying for, husband and wife that you're crying out to God for. And why are you putting in time for them? They are rejecting God too. I'm telling you again what God told me. They see your miracle. That is all you are called to do right now. Is keep standing in the miracle. Do not get out of the spot where God put you. I've had it. I'm seeing it in front of me right here in our church. You think because God's blessing you here, that's the only thing you need to know. But God will bless you, then he will tell you specifically with affirmation when he wants to bless you over there now. If you're worried about understanding how God operates, just look at birds. It's amazing, Brother Frank, it's amazing to me that we don't get these simple lessons. When a bird hatches in the nest, this is just a quick byline, when birds hatch in the nest and they begin to feel the health as the mom and dad puts worms into their mouth and they, they start bulking up, they don't have feathers yet, but they're strong enough to start moving around bumping around the nest, and then they're strong enough to start standing. It is at that point with no feathers but newfound energy that those little birdies most want to step over the side of the nest. It is at that point where the mom and dad literally has the biggest job. Because they think because they've got some strength, they don't realize they need feathers. And so their impulse is to try and get out the nest. And the mom has to corral them in. It's the reason why, why you, you see the mother hen after the chicks are born, they don't just sit on them. They, 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 they squat over them. They spread their wings and pull them in. It's protection. It's a shield. It's also training. This is not the time for you to jump out the nest. But then there's another amazing thing. When the bird is fully ready to leave the nest, pastor, it's when they least want to leave. They get big enough, they're starting to add feathers, they begin to see, their eyes are now beginning to literally see. They begin to understand that wings are for flying, but it's way down there. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. The mama bird never has to tell them when they begin to get wings and feathers, I mean, when they begin to get feathers on their wing, instead of being excited to jump out of the nest, that's when they want to stay in. Here's a tip. You are most ready to leave the nest when you don't want to leave. You are most ready for God to take you to the next level when you don't, you don't really want that recognition. You are really want, ready for God to use you on your job 
When you just want to keep silent about all the stuff you've been doing in your life, you're tickled, pick, you're excited, but you don't want to, I don't want to tell nobody all this stuff. Oh, no, they might think I'm a little too proud. They might think this, they might think that. When you're at that point, you're ready. That's a tip so you'll be able to talk to somebody. You're going to be able to give them guidance. When you see them like that little birdie without any feathers, but got a little bit of knowledge and some strength, and they think, I'm ready, I'm ready, woo! You aren't ready until you don't want to go. Somebody needed that. How can I help these dying people? And God said, wrong question, son. They see your miracle and they know what to do. They know all they need to do is call on the name of the Lord. They know that they have seen God work in your life. They have seen how God protected you. They have seen how God brought you back when you were Mr. or Mrs. Knock. My mom used to call it knockabout. That, that, that they, they knew when you were wild in the world and had lost most of your self-respect. And then all of a sudden, you come in contact with the man, the awesome God, the wondrous working power of Jesus in your life and they see you transformed and all of a sudden you are walking like a prince or a princess. You are living your life with intention and purpose. And you testify to them and tell them, if you only know what God did for me, you don't know like I know what he done for me. You see what I used to be, but you don't know what God has done. If I only could tell you. And they sit back and they say, I see. You don't have to say nothing. I see. They're seeing. And they know what to do. Don't you get frustrated? Somebody online needs to hear this. Don't you, don't you lose hope and heart in well-doing. Don't get weary, Dad. Isn't that what you said to me? Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. For what? What's going to happen if you don't get weary? You will reap. Lord, I thank you for my reaping. Ah, come on. Somebody needs to go ahead. Go ahead. Get, get, go, go ahead and tell him. Lord, Lord, thank you for my reaping season. My reaping season because I ain't going to faint on this. I will not faint. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I will not put my head to the plow and give up. I will not. I will not faint. I will not faint. I will not faint. A few mornings later, you know, this stuff I'm working on for two months now, almost. A little while longer, woke up one morning and he says, I just got Proverbs 3 and 6. I just knew the verse in my head as I woke up. I woke up, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, son. Don't lean on your own understanding, your own way of doing things. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and let me direct your path, son. And then he says, stand your ground and hold your blessing. What does that mean? He said it to me. He said, the adversary wants to get you to a place where you forget you're standing on holy ground. That you're standing in the place of blessing. That the things that are happening in your lives are things that will boost the God in you. Not diminish the God in you. And what he wants you to do is release your basket and try to help somebody that don't need help. I'm warning somebody. There's a warning this morning. The adversary's trying 
to get you to put down your basket of praise and worship. Put down that basket of consistent praise and worship and try to get involved in somebody's life and save them and they don't even want to be helped. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. They don't want you to lead them in the sinner's prayer. I know, I know we've been taught in church that you got to love everyone and you've got to share the gospel with everyone. Well, the only one that is absolute right is you got to love everyone. But you can't share the gospel to everyone. I was walking across the parking lot this morning coming and God took me back to Jesus, the Last Supper. He sits with his disciples and they eat together. He knows that Judas is going to betray him. They enjoy breakfast. And then he says to Judas, do what you're going to do. Do it quickly. Stephanie, it got me that even at that moment, he had, he had an opportunity to turn around when all the disciples walk out the room and make it right with Jesus. Did he not? But he leaves Jesus and he goes to the high priests, collects his money, and tells them, you can know who it is, I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to kiss him on the cheek. Not everybody you want to save wants saving. The Bible doesn't even say that he repented. You know what it says? That he was so sorrowful for what he had done. Did he end his own life? Yeah. Sorrowful. There are people in your life that are going to be sorry, but unrepentant. And only God can free you from that. Because when you love like God, all you want to do is run behind them and try to corral them and pull them back in and save them. But at some point, you're going to have to say, God, it's up to you. I'm releasing them. I'm releasing them. Go ahead and tell them. Somebody needs to, Lord, I'm releasing them. I'm releasing him. I'm releasing her. I'm releasing it. I'm releasing. I'm releasing. Go ahead. You have it. I'm releasing. I don't know what's going on here. This is some fragonacle mess right here, and I'm done with it. I know what to do. I'm, that's, my, that's one of my, my words. I only use it my, with myself and Bishop. We created that. This is some fragile mess right here, and I don't understand what's going on. But I could see something's going to go really wrong with me if I continue to go after you. And I'm not trading what I got with God for you or nobody. Because God has promised to bless me in the flow. Ah. I'm going to close it right there. He said two other things to me in two other days, but we're going to end it right there. You're here this morning, whatever you're feeling, I'm telling you God wants to bless you in the flow. God wants to bless you in the flow, meaning that he wants to bless you where he puts you. Second, he wants to give you what you need 
if you hold on to how he feeds. He will give you what you need if you hold on to how he feeds. How does he feed? He feeds in worship and praise. If you don't hold on to the feeder, you ain't gonna get food. If you don't hold on to the feeder, when things are rough and tough and you wanna give up, you're gonna die anyway. Isn't that what the lady said with her son? He said, she said, how am I gonna give you a, the prophet? How am I gonna give you a loaf of bread? I already know that all I'm going to do is eat this one loaf with my son and then I am going to die. And she made a calculated decision. If I'm going to die anyway after I eat this one loaf, why not take a chance on God? Why not take a chance? My options are die today or die two days from today. What difference does it make? You need God. You don't need an extra day. You don't need an extra week. You need God. I will bless you in the flow. I will bless you in the flow. I will bless you in the flow. Would you stand with me? Hallelujah. Thine the glory.
when I wash my sin away with your blood and thank you for new life. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you're online, please send us a message. Give us a way to contact you, to stay connected to you, to send some information. If you're here today and you're you're that person, take a moment and connect with Stangela. She will connect you with information and one of our other leaders because we want you to become a part of our tribe. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for everything you said to us. We take it to heart. 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 Help us not to forget it, but to, but to activate it in our minds, in our spirits, and in our hearts, and then walk it out. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your promise to bless us in the flow. 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 In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Give God a hand as you greet each other. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Great week. And we'll see you on Power Up. Monday, Wednesdays. Thanks again for joining us for this message from the Assembly. We're so glad to have you as a part of the Assembly family. If you would like to sow a seed into the ministry of the Assembly, you can do so by going to theassemblyflorence.org and clicking on the Give Now button in the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop or laptop. If you're on a mobile device, click the plus sign in the top right corner to bring up the menu and then click Give Now. You can also give by texting the number 88 729-2238 with a message that says SC Assembly Give all one word. Then you'll receive instructions on how to give. You can also mail check or money order to The Assembly 2925 West Palmetto Street Florence, South Carolina 29501. Thanks again for joining us for this message from The Assembly.